On today's Friday Fire, we talk about the secret to motivation because motivation can be confusing. When do you have it? Do you rely on it? Do you not rely on it? What do you do instead? And we talk about what it comes down to, which is creating action and knowing that the belief will happen after the action. The belief in yourself may not be there right away, but all you have to do is continue to take action on a daily basis, and we guide you on how to do that today. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Friday the thirteenth in October too. Spooky. I feel like that probably hasn't happened in a while. Spooky. We could ask Google. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just ask the internet. <laughs> I actually was just before this looking at Halloween costumes for Taylor because I think that she would love to be Baby Shark. She is wearing a Baby Shark dress today because it is still really warm out right now, but she is very proud of it. Very fun. Yeah. Thank you for telling my son that Carson has multiple handcuffs (laughs) because now he wants more handcuffs. And I'm like, you're not getting more handcuffs because I'm going to throw these damn handcuffs out. They're all over the place and then they break and it's just, it's really great. Okay. So fun fact, sometimes... Friday the 13th happens every six years, most often, hmm. but sometimes they come every, every 11 years. Some recent examples of when Friday the 13th falls in October 2000, 2006, 2017, 2028, 34, 45, and 51. Interesting fact. Interesting. Thanks, Google. Who knows if it's accurate or not? Because again, it is Google. And yep. anybody can write anything Anyone on the internet can write anything. without facts. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, we are Friday the 13th. And do you like scary movies or no? Absolutely not. Definitely not. Nope. Nick always is like, can we just watch one once a year? Oh, uh, no. And I was like, no, because then I will not sleep for the next month. What is the movie? I think it's called The Ring. I'm mm-hmm. still scarred for life from that. You know what I always hated was the paranormal activity movies because they seemed so real because it was someone that like looked like they were self-filming mm-hmm. essentially. Those ones scared the crap out of me. Yeah. I was not a fan. I just remember that I was watching The Ring with some friends from church at somebody's house. Like she had us over for like yeah. pizza, popcorn, whatever. And the phone rang at the same time that the phone rang in the movie and all of us freaked out. And I was like, I'm never watching a scary movie again. I don't have it. I, what did we? <laughs> I don't even like some things that are like shows. I don't know if you remember. I think it came out last year. Nicole Kidman was in it. It was like a four four part series show about her, it, I think it was about her husband that was like a murderer, basically. Um, I thought that was scary. I'm going to figure out, Google again. I'm going to figure out what so it is. So she's been in Lioness that we watched. Really like that show, but it, it, she just doesn't like look or sound like herself because I think she's had a lot of work done. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah I think she has. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, she's still a great actor. Oh, I know. And she's still like, oh, The Undoing. That's what it was called. Mm. I don't know if you ever watched it, but it's like a psychological thriller. Um, it was terrifying to me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was really good. It was one of those things where like, it was good that I had to watch it, but basically, yeah, it, it's anyways. You know what we're loving right now is the bear. Yeah. You watched the bear. I have not heard no. of this. Um, it's filmed in Chicago. Um, and so it's about a restaurant and whatever. It's, it's really good. Okay. Good so, to know. Good to know. Yeah. It looks like it's a comedy, which I'm about, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh I'm, yeah. I like him. He's from what's it called? Shameless. Shameless. Nick loved shameless. Mm-hmm. Shameless made me a little uncomfortable. 
very, mm. very inappropriate show. Frank is the <laughs> best. Frank is the mm. best, though. I will say that. Yeah, no, that show definitely. I liked the um, the dad, the next door that, that owned the bar, the tall guy. I don't know. I have to look at him again. It's been a I while since know. we watched. It was. List. It was, and he had the two little girls, lost twins. Huh? Did he? No. He was already kind of skinny. Um, so, yeah, Shameless. Yeah, that was another good one. It's filmed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Good old Chicago. Disaster of a town. <laughs> I don't even like going there anymore. We have to go there next Thursday. Actually, technically, the day before this airs. Oh. Um, my sister-in-law has scleroderma, mm-hmm. and they do a cook for the cure every year. Okay. And we just haven't been able to go the past few years because, like, the kids and someone yeah, has yeah, to yeah. watch the kids because it's at night on a Thursday, like, yeah, yeah. and it's in the city which I just really don't like doing. Let's be honest. That's like an hour away. And on a Thursday night, I just don't want to drive into the city. Um, But we are going to go this year. Uh, And it's called Cook for the the Cure. It's like an auction event. So driving into Chicago. We are going December 7th. We are going to see, I'm going to totally blank his name. He's a comedian. Babe, what is his name from Australia? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's on Instagram. Totally blanking on his name. Yep. Anyways, we'll be in the city seeing him. It's a Thursday night, um, and we're probably going to stay. I have a free hotel night credit. Oh, we fine. Might, we might use. We might not. I'm not really sure yet. We yeah. haven't decided. So. Fun, fun. So James this, Smith. Yes. James Smith. There you go. Australian James comedian. Smith. He is funny. If you don't super follow him on Instagram, follow him. He's super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot going on. I have a wedding next weekend. Another wedding. Hmm. <laughs> as much as I hated COVID, I also was like, it's nice not doing anything ever. (laughs) Yeah. I like my routine. Um, so, and, and I think that this is something that is a great segue because I, Liz and I have been talking, we both have had a lot going on and we see Liz and I are by no means perfect. Like, yes. Do we have a lot of solid routines in a place? Of course, because those have been long time in the making of finding what works for us and finding what we need in place to feel Mm -hmm. good. Um, but I still get influenced by environments and people and, you know, it's still hard at a wedding not to drink. It's still hard on a vacation not to want to enjoy every meal and like do all of the things. Um, and I've had a lot going on since August. We, even before then, I mean, we had, it's life. You always have going on. (laughs) I would say I've had more going on than usual. Like we had a long trip, we had our anniversary, we had kids' birthdays, we had um, date night that we hadn't had in like months. We had a wedding last weekend, we have another wedding. Like there's just been a lot coming up, going on and I normally have those things like once every three months um, and I've slipped more than I like to, you know, and it hasn't been horrible by any means, but I feel it. I am very sensitive to those things because when you clean your body up per se, you're just more sensitive to those things. Um, Inflammation. When you constantly feel like crap and are, and are constantly inflamed, you're probably not going to feel it as much because it is a constant versus, you know, I always say if you have a house that's on fire and you light another match, not really going to notice much. But yeah. if you have a house that is very clean and, and then you light a match, you're going to feel it pretty quick. Um, and that can be a variety of ways, right? It totally. can be energy. It can be joint pain, just inflammation. It can be your skin changing. It could be that your sleep is thrown off, right? Or digestive reactions, um, period shifts, uh, which we're going to talk about in another episode. But it's not just this like horrible overall feeling. Like I know for me, it's more like the mental clarity and just like the drive and the creativity and just 
the amount of decisions that we make in our business every day and the amount of calls that we have, you can't not be on. And so there's definitely a distinct difference if you feel a little bit inflamed just in all of those areas. Like I just feel like this low level of like inflammation is Mm -hmm. really impactful when you're not used to it. Yeah. Versus like you're saying, if you're just chronically inflamed, like this is just the state or it's something that you've chalked up to mom life, busy season, you know, um, Swept things under the rug. (laughs) Yeah. Swept things under the rug. It's normal. Mm -hmm. I'm just fat versus like you, maybe you're actually bloated and inflamed, you know? Um, so the motivation, you know, we, we titled this podcast, the secret to motivation. And yes, I think that a lot of people can feel motivation in those low places. Like Monday morning when I woke up and I didn't feel great from travel on the weekend and having a couple drinks at the wedding and eating some things at the wedding, like definitely hit the dessert bar. I was motivated Monday morning because I didn't feel good. But come a week later, two weeks later, that motivation is going to fade. And so you need to understand that you cannot let your feelings dictate what your actions are going to be. Like, I have to do things even if in the moment it doesn't feel like it's making a big impact. I have to do things even though it hasn't created this drastic change overnight that I want to create because I know that it eventually will. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, for me, like I'm in some pretty in-depth protocols and Becca knows because I talk to her every day about it. Like I'm in a phase right now where it's not fun. It is not something that I ultimately want to be doing. Do I love the changes that have happened? Absolutely. But am I also just like mentally tired of the focus and the constant, you know, attention that has to be put on it? Yeah, I am because I'm human, right? Um, But if you quit right now, right? I I would be very disappointed in myself, right? If you keep going, you don't let your feelings again dictate how the actions are going to play out. The results are always going to be there. And I want to say this because I think, so many people who listen to our podcast may be in that space today where you feel like this isn't working, this isn't worth it, it's not fun, it's not sustainable. And in certain healing protocols, you're doing things that are not meant to be sustainable. They're meant to be an acute protocol so that you can get out of a place of dysfunction. And in this is what we call the trenches. We talk about this a lot. It's like, those are the times that really matter when you don't want to be doing this work, when you just want to have a mental break, you know, a mental relief here of focusing on all of the things. But the reality is that one of the things when we think about, you know, the long game is being willing to stay consistent in the trenches. And if you have these feelings that it's not working, ask yourself, is this true? What do I have to tell me that this is true? Have you tracked everything? Have you tracked your weight? Again, I'm going to use the example of a few weeks ago when I talked about uh, my progress. I showed this is not a linear uh, process, Mm -mm. right? My weight is up and down. And I was actually talking about my menstrual cycle. I will have three, four pound swings at different places in my menstrual cycle, but then you get kind of a whoosh effect, right? Then you plateau and then you kind of go up again and then you come back down and then you get another little whoosh effect. And it's all about the consistency week over week, day in and day out that is going to allow you. I'm not not talking about perfection here. I'm talking about consistency with your actions. Majority of the time you're following your protocol, let's say 90, 95%, you are going to see the, the results come, 
But most people don't stay consistent long enough to see that because they're yeah. like, oh, things aren't working. Or they neglect to look at other things that have worked and that have changed and improved in their symptoms, for example. And one of the things that Andy Frisella always talks about is that the work comes before the belief. And I think it's so true, especially in functional work. We have to create belief in order to create motivation. So I shared this uh, video that he did. It was like three minutes and he's out doing his rock. And he's basically saying like how people who are successful get up every single day, people who have, you know, high drive, they're highly successful. They, we are not motivated every day. No. Hopefully you understand that right now. Like Becca and I are not motivated every day, but the way that we continue to get results, to expand our business, to grow personally and professionally is to continue to push through the times that we don't feel like it because we're not letting these feelings dictate our actions. Mm -hmm. And we're doing things that we don't want to be doing. Yeah, and and I I find that when I start to slip more is when I don't have as many non-negotiables in place. Mm -hmm. I start to be like, this is good enough. I, I did it yesterday, but I don't have time today, so I'm not going to do it today. And then it turns into, I haven't done it in weeks. And I see this, I see it most with, I'm pretty automatic with water. I'm pretty automatic with food for the most part. I see it the most with more like, I'm not staying on top of reading. I'm not staying on top of walks because I just become so busy. So I still get in my workouts and I still honestly hit 10,000 steps a day because I have two small kids. But like I was hitting 12 to 15,000 steps with walks and I felt good doing that. But, you know, and then no drinking because I know with my likely genetics and my inability to methylate properly, I do not handle alcohol well. Like it affects me for multiple days afterwards. If I drink any more than a couple of drinks, I am extremely hungover. Um, and it sets me back. Like it'll set me back a week plus in terms of how I feel and how my body's functioning digestively and all of that. And so like when I don't have those non-negotiables in place and I let the lines fudge, I notice a, a cascade. Like it just turns into, oh wow, in the past two months, I've drank four times. That's way more than I normally do. Like I'm normally once every couple months and I'll have a drink or so. And so like it's being able to identify those things and it starts with the non-negotiables. It starts with the things of I am busy today, but I'm still gonna fit it in. I don't want to read right now because I'm tired and I just want to go to bed, but this is me showing up for myself. And then over time, it creates the belief of, and honestly, the feeling of, I can accomplish anything I want to. I know that it seems like I'm just putting more on my plate, but Liz and I both will testify. And I think anyone that is in, you know, does these things consistently will testify. I am way more productive when I do these things. I, when I truly commit to, accomplishing those no matter what. I'm more productive with my time in between. I figure out how to fit things in my day better. And there's less downtime where I'm like mindlessly scrolling Instagram or I get lost just doing absolutely nothing. And you know. Yeah. When I create a task list, I'm way more focused. I mean, and that yeah. is just increasing productivity all around. One of the things that my husband and I were talking about yesterday is also, you know, looking at your hour and taking 10 minutes out of every hour to be able to go for a walk. Or mm -hmm. for me, I'm on back-to-back -back calls a lot. It's not going to happen every hour, but two to three times within the day. And that also helps me get a mental break, get sunshine, right? Come back. And then you be, you're more productive. Like I'm more productive versus sitting there. Like I'm exhausted of sitting here. I need to be outside. I'm getting tired. I should have a coffee or I should have a rise or whatever, trying to just finish up writing protocols and stuff like that. 
if I take that 10 minutes, I come back and I'm a lot more productive. And Mm -hmm. so I think, you know, however it it looks for the individual, but time blocking is really important. Writing down your three most important tasks. And then Mm -hmm. I put together a list typically of like, what are the other things I would like to get to do? And I really try, I'm more creative in the morning time. So if I'm making reels or I need to write content or whatever it might be, I really try to have that be the first thing that I do when I sit down at my desk before I open up my email, before I open up my, you know, practice better and things like that. Because otherwise you just let the day and the hours slip away from you as you're getting into other things. And then you never got to that thing that was important. And if you want to reach your goals and stay consistent with things, and you're not able to do that right now because things are not automatic, then put what you know is important to you in terms of your personal protocol as one of those top three that you go for a walk until you solidify that mm-hmm. or that you drink all your water until you solidify that because you want to check the boxes. This is also from Andy Frisella. We followed him for years. It's, it's, you know, part of our win the day yep. uh, journal that we have, but you know, for him, I don't remember what his other journal was, but I know it's like five tasks, I think cr- critical tasks. Anyway, you could just do it with a, a piece of paper and every day you write down what are my most important things that I should get done. And you can have, of course, work on there, but you can also have personal on there. So maybe it's five to start because you want to hit your water and you want to nail a walk. And then you do three that are related to work. But the more that you can show up and take the action necessary to get results, the more you are going to start to build this belief. Because when you start to see a little bit of the results let's say just with water, you notice, Hey, I'm going to the bathroom better. Uh, my skin is more hydrated. I have a glow about me, right? Um, I'm not having dry, brittle nails, whatever it might be, these benefits for you from just staying adequately hydrated. You start to see some of these little results. You get a little bit of a dopamine hit. You get happy. This opens up that possibility for you to realize that there's so much more that you can achieve and you can accomplish. And that will start to get you more motivation. So again, it's oftentimes that we are not motivated to do these things, but if you can continue to show up, take the actions, the results that will eventually come because of that discipline will in turn give you more motivation. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've realized that I need to not a lot, not wait for other people to be my energy. Like I need to be the influence. I need to be the one that is doing the right things that I know make me feel good. Like I can't hope that the people around me are doing that. I can't hope that the people at the wedding aren't drinking so that I don't feel the urge to drink. I can't hope that, you know, the, I, I have end up at a gym because I need other people to work out around me. Like I, I need that. I need to be the influence in my life. I cannot allow other people to be my influence. And so if you know that you feed off of other people's energy, this is the first thing that you need to do is you need to pull things back and ask, what areas do you struggle with the most? Maybe you need to create a better game plan for when you go out and you want to have a drink. Maybe you need to have a better game plan for when you go out to eat or planning ahead of things. Like I know it can feel like we don't have time to do these things sometimes, but the time that you gain back and the mental energy and the you know pride that you can gain back from getting ahead of your problems is going to be life-changing for the process. And so, yes, it can be overwhelming. It can feel like we never catch a break. It can feel like there's too much stuff going on. But at the end of the day, you are the only one in control of your life. You are the only one that can truly influence your life long-term. 
yes, there can be influences along the way, I think. There can be you know, positive and negative. But if you want something for yourself, you have to be the one that is creating the change in your life. You can't wait for other people to do that. 